Blog Talk Radio. Website. 
I don't like to Trump is bald. see people feeling, you know, even though I don't care for him much, I, I just... He's so vain, Lila. He's such a narcissistic prick. It's like, uh, okay. the true American patriot, a believer in freedom, freedom of expression and the right of dissent. And, uh, but, and this guy says, this Alabama pastor says people not standing for the national anthem should be shot. If you want this is a quote. If you want to stand for the national anthem, you can line up over there by the fence and if let you your... don't want to stand. Oh, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. If you don't want to stand for the national anthem, you can line up over there by the fence and let our military personnel take a few shots at you. Pastor Alan Joyner, great American. Oh, God almighty, these people are so dumb. Uh, aren't, they, aren't they sick as hell? Um, this is an interesting article here, too. You were crayfish. Yeah, very interesting. Go back but to that. I, I will in a minute. I, I wanted to cover this first. This is really this is really kind of frightening. Um, if you look at the parallels between... Um, How did Hitler Hitler first came to power, he was weak. He was mocked. Germans were waiting for these you know, publications with these mocking portrayals of Hitler, who was seen to look buffoonish and silly. So what he basically did was to deflect this criticism. He called Just them like liars. Yeah. He said that they were spreading yeah. lies about him. So he found a way to bypass many of those mainstream arbiters of news and culture. And he did so through rallies. He did so through radio. He did so by you know mobilizing support by his supporters. I have a, a background in knowing about Nazi Germany. My parents were Holocaust survivors. My mother was at some point in, a, in the Warsaw Ghetto and then was at Majdanek, and my father was in a number of different labor camps and a concentration camp. And I certainly do not want to get involved in hyperbolic uh, uh, name-calling because I do think let's take the Nazis really seriously, but there are some disturbing parallels. Lugan Press which roughly is translated into the word lying press. It's really 150 years old. It's from actually mid-19th century, but it gets really picked up during Nazi Germany. So to have a president constantly undermining the free press by calling it fake news is, again, too destructive to the whole democratic experiment. This idea itself even in the rallies that President Trump conducts. The very dishonest media, those people right up there with all the cameras. Even people in the audience were threatening the members of the press. That's what you want. It's very scary to think that we live in a time where truth is under such assault. And by the way, some of the media is terrific. But most of it, 70%, 75%, is absolute dishonest, absolute scum. Well, if I was speaking to President Trump, I would say that the judgment of history can be harsh. And I wouldn't want this administration to be remembered as the one that closed our society down and made us anti-democratic and against the press and just small, being unable to hear differences of opinion. And that's really the danger that we're seeing. Interesting, huh? Now, wasn't that an interesting parallel between now and then? 
This is funny. Celebrities call for a total Hollywood strike until Trump resigns. Oh, okay. Nobody will miss him. This is by org. Okay, but this is kind of strange. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, Amy Schumer, Miley Cyrus, and George Clooney are part of a group of celebrities calling for a total Hollywood strike until Trump resigns. A group of liberal Hollywood celebrities are threatening a massive all-around Hollywood strike unless Donald Trump resigns. Describing Hollywood as the base for the entire modern American culture, oh, the group geez. also claims to be speaking on behalf of all of humanity. Okay, they're pretty of big, course. aren't they? Yeah. Nothing, nothing, uh... It's all about time, understood. It's all about time, people. It's about time, people understood were the ones that, with the power, and that the president is there to serve us, not the other way around. And uh, spokesman for the group told the New York Times, we're calling for a general strike that would include every single person involved in making motion pictures in Hollywood, starting with the actors, celebrities themselves, and uh, uh, encompassing Companies in charge of making props, movie memorabilia, and even souvenir shops. Spin Zone reports Rosie O'Donnell, uh, Deborah Messing, Ed Asner, and Michael Shannon are among the dozen of uh, artists, entertainers, and activists who attached their names. None of them are working anyway. <laughs> no, nothing better to do no, in the name of than humanity. to not work under protest. Yeah, and then we matter refused to accept the fascist America. Reads a full page ad placed in the New York Times on Wednesday by a group uh refuse racism. Donald Trump the Are they gonna return elect- all their earnings? Because No, is assembling a regime of grave danger, the ad says. Oh well. I mean this is uh, They were paid uh, by corporations. Perhaps they should return their money. Well, no, they're just pissed. They go and live in a hut. I can understand, but I'm not, you know, advocating that. It's kind of interesting. Well, I don't care if they don't work. It's kind of silly. Yeah, well, trying to shut down the whole emotion in uh, industry because of Trump is kind of ridiculous. Well, Trump's even if they did, they might the find that they're not missed. We have YouTube. Yeah, really. And reruns. Mm-hmm. Trump's old pal is about to tell Robert Mueller everything, and there's nothing he can do about it. Bannon is, is due to testify. Oh, due to squeal, huh? Top strategist for the Trump uh, campaign in his early days in the White House, Steve Bannon, is scheduled to speak with Robert Mueller investigators as early as next week, according to AP Report Tuesday. Uh, sources familiar with the plan interview said that Bannon intends to tell the special prosecutor everything that he knows relating to the ongoing counsel. Uh, everything investigation into the Russian interference uh, to 16 and Donald Trump's ties to them. you want to read that? Okay, starting where the individuals will reportedly cover possible obstruction of justice by Trump 
and those involved with his campaign, transition team, and intelligence apparatus. All of this comes on the heels of the postponement of Bannon's scheduled interview by the House Intelligence Committee, which was said to be, clo be a closed-door meeting, but fell apart after negotiations between the House panel, Bannon's lawyers, and the White House. Yielded, you go, yielded, don't. Well, yielded, yielded an agreement, agreement only to answer 14 yeah. predetermined yes or no questions. The AP sources spoke on condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to go on the record about any details of the interview. Bannon will face questions from Mueller's team about the fringes of both but, uh, firings of, <laughs> of both National Security Advisor uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn and former FBI Director James Comey. Both dismissals by Trump were done under suspicious circumstances and the stories of justifying each changed multiple times. In each case, the President himself unwittingly revealed that his motivation was to stop or impede the Russian probe, which is prima facie evidence of obstruction of justice. Mueller, however, is through and wants to have thorough and wants to have an airtight case before any such charges are filed. Okay. In January, Bannon appeared before the congressional panel but refused to answer many questions, citing executive privilege on behalf of Donald Trump. After reports of his comments about Donald Trump Jr.'s meeting in Trump Tower with Kremlin lawyer uh, Natalia Veselitskaya, quoted in the tell-all bestseller Fire and Fury inside the Trump White House, Trump and Bannon's former colleagues inside the old team all turned on the former advisor, casting him as a minor player. Just as Team Trump has attempted to do with every name you've come to know over the past few months, Flynn, Manafort, Papadopoulos, and Page. Perhaps this treatment from Bannon's old friends has caused him to change his tune on answering questions. Mm. Yeah. That's 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 his. Uh, that's why God was so angry. Yeah. I don't blame him. But, hey, I hope they impeach the bastard. I really do. But you know, maybe um, Trump Hotel caught directly profiting off taxpayer dime. Yeah, yeah, that that. Uh, He's really, he's really, they're really into it on, on that uh, post office one. That he's oh, yeah. He, he's, he's wheeling and dealing everywhere with that. Ethics watchdogs have warned about Donald Trump's conflict of interest since before he took office. Yeah, for good reason. Oh, yeah. Despite claiming that he would divest from his business, Trump simply turned them over to his sons, keeping himself closely involved with their operations and financial dealings. Besides the obvious ethical dilemma posed by a president who profits off his position at the head of state, there are also national security and public interest issues at hand. Namely, there are concerns that Trump properties may become a conduit for foreign governments and officials to curry favor with Trump by spending money at his hotels. It also has been noted that Trump could fund taxpayer, funnel taxpayer money into his own pockets by using his properties to host government events and employees. Now an investigation into Trump's Washington, D.C. hotel has uncovered the first public evidence 
of taxpayer money flowing directly into the coffers of the Trump-owned business. The investigation conducted by the nonprofit Watchdog Group, Property of the People, found that an employee working for the U.S. General Service Administration, the government agency tasked with administering the travel charge card program for all federal agencies, spent more than $1,700 during a... Uh, tw uh, during a 2017 stay at the Trump International Hotel in the BLT Prime Restaurant located within the hotel. The GSA then reimbursed the employee for the ma majority of the charges, meaning that tax dollars went directly from the U.S. government to the Trump property. There you go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, doesn't seem like a lot of money, but... That's proof that Trump is using the D.C. hotel to profit directly. And I'm sure there are many other, many others. That just happens to be one. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's a crook, folks. He's a crook. New study shows that uh, canceling... Um, $1.4 in student debt could have major benefits for the economy. The economy yeah. Absolutely. They'll have some money to spend. God, yeah. But the 1.4, we just we just increased our budget by 1.4 million. Trillion. Trillion. Yeah. It's not uncommon to see student loan borrowers muse about what would happen if their student debt was suddenly wiped out, whether it's it's an unlikely pipe dream, or due to legal issues with their college, it's a life-changing fantasy. Now we have a sense of how widespread student debt cancellation would affect even those who don't owe loans, and it appears things might actually get better for all of us. Um, look at this. Trump Hotels, Trump Panama, hmm. on this damn ad. Uh, ad. Wiping away the $1.4 trillion in outstanding loans for the 44 million Americans would carry it, would, could boost GDP by between $86 billion and $100 billion per year on average for the 10 years following the debt cancellation, according to a report um, published by the Levy Institute, uh, Bard College. Getting rid of the debt would also lower the average unemployment rate by 0.22 to 0.236 uh, percentage points over 10 years and could add between 1.2 million and 1.5 million per year uh, jobs per year, I found. Wow. 1.2 million jobs to, and, uh, per year. That well, is there's a, probably people that'd be buying more because they weren't paying off loans and yeah. have big well, That is a dollar-for-dollar dollar bump by their net worth, said uh, Keaton, economic professor. Uh, in addition to becoming wealthier, these borrowers could have more disposable income to spend on houses, cars, vacations, and other goods, and could fuel uh, job growth. The paper comes as lawmakers are considering changes to the student loan program that could decrease government subsidies to borrowers. The discussion is a part of an ongoing debate about how much of a burden of student debt should be shouldered by taxpayers, often at the expense of borrowers. That goes on. But it would be interesting to get rid of that, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. What they'll do, though, is they'll get rid of the program. That's what they're trying to do? I think that's a bad idea. How are they supposed to go to college? Yeah. Institution, yeah. 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 
punishable by death. I thought this was interesting. Hakeem Jeffries just threw Trump's treason accusation back in the Putin's uh, loving face. This is a guy, this is uh, one of the congressmen uh, talking on Congress. I rise today to make it clear that treason is not a laughing matter. It is a serious crime embedded in the Constitution, punishable by death. But since your commander-in-chief chose to raise it at a political rally, let's have a discussion about treason. Is it treason for a presidential campaign to meet with a hostile foreign power to sell out our democracy and rig the election? Is it treason for a presidential campaign to meet with Russian spies who promised nation that was negative about a political opponent and then failed to report that meeting to law enforcement officials? Is it treason for your former national security advisor to be a Russian asset sitting at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue doing the bidding of Vladimir Putin? How dare you lecture us about treason? This is not a dictatorship, it's a democracy, and we do not have to stand for a reality show host masquerading as President of the United States Gentlemen's of America. time has expired. Good job. You got a million views of that. Oh, did a great job. One day. This, uh, this one here, I... Super Bowl mayhem. Philadelphia celebrates with fires, lootings, and shootings. Yeah. You know, after the Super Bowl. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, they went absolutely insane. It was like, you know, hang on a second. Where's the article? It's coming. It's coming. It takes a second. Um. Kensian boost, a major Kensian boost. Sure enough, thousands of ecstatic Eagle fans took to the streets of Philadelphia Sunday night after their first ever Super Bowl win, beating the five-time championship and so on and so forth. But what they did is they just turned the place upside down. They just destroyed it. And, uh, That's terrible. Yeah. It's just crooks using that as a, you know, criminal. Criminal, yeah, criminal. Yeah, criminal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all that is. Under the guise of celebrating. It's freaking, uh, I'm just looking at this, there's a million of them, but they were, um, it's not the Yeah, they just went kind of crazy. I can't, I can't bring up the video. But um, here's, here's a, here's brilliance by our one of our cabinet members, Trump's cabinet. He said, "Elite, this is Ben Carson." He says, "Illegal immigrants caught voting should be stripped of their citizenship." Yeah, ben Carson really said this dumb thing. <laughs> he really did. Shows Connecticut voters prefer taxes over state cuts. Trump uh, over Hawaii. Interesting. I thought that was an interesting thing. Um, 
Uh, it's a bedrock principle in Connecticut that residents are fed up with tax increases and overwhelmingly think the state government is way too fat, right? That must be why anti-tax Republicans have picked up 35 seats in the state house in recent years and hold an 18 to 18 tie in the Senate. It's why we're seeing an average of 20,000 people a year leaving Connecticut. Well, a new poll may make us reconsider that gospel of St. Demas. The poll released Tuesday by the SEIU Connecticut State Council appears to show support for higher taxes instead of service cuts by a responding 57% to 20%. The poll of 500 adults likely to vote in the 2018 election gives President Donald Trump an approval rating of 36% compared with 24% for Governor Daniel Malloy in a rare head-to-head matchup. The poll also offered a surprise on how voters want the state to handle pension reform. On the revenue versus cuts issue, the question was, do you think the state of Connecticut could address the budget deficit by creating new uh, sources of revenue or cutting funding for program and services? 57% favored new sources of revenue compared with 20% for service and program cuts. And the numbers were consistent across age, education, and even somewhat across party lines. That could affect the way the state fills a $264 million budget gap for this year and a $1.9 billion projected shortfall in 2020. What the Republicans have been hammering on is we can't raise revenue, we can't raise revenue. Um, and uh, said uh, David Prickis. Uh, president of the SEIU State Council and president of the SEIU District in Connecticut. Those are that's a uh, union, uh, the healthcare workers union. Uh, tax breaks for the rich are never a problem, so they keep uh, beating the drum. What the poll basically shows is that people want revenues, so they can have them. How are they going to get them? I don't know. They're just going to tax everybody's ass. Their revenue source, 70% said closing corporate tax loopholes is either an excellent or a good idea. Yeah. No one likes loopholes. Everyone likes incentives. Trouble is, it's hard to tell them apart. Well, as a Democrat is treading lightly on tax expenditure loopholes and exemptions because he said Monday, we're in a competitive environment and you want to try to match your tools set with other states. So, you know, it's, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. we got incompetent leadership and that's all there is matters. Unless we can get out of it. You know? mm-hmm. um, this was sent to me by John Wheaton, he, uh, Wheaton Gibson. He's, he's a uh, he's a retired now, but I, I believe he, he's a uh, immigration lawyer. Oh, but um, attorney, but um, he sent this over, which was interesting. When deportation is a death sentence, that's oh, uh, what happens to these people when they, they get deported, you know, because they left those yeah, places. Yeah, they probably where, shot right at the airport. Yeah, or whatever. Hundreds of thousands of immigrants in the U.S. may face violence and murder in their own countries. 
uh, what happens when they are forced to return. It's important that you know people understand what happens. They don't just go in the you know they don't know anybody there a lot of times. They don't have any family left. Yeah. You know they're they're just by themselves. On June 9, 2009, just after 2 a.m., Laura S. left the restaurant. Laura S. left the restaurant where she was a waitress in Far Texas and drove off in her white Chevy. She was in an unusual, hopeful mood. Her 23rd birthday was nine days away, and she and her 19-year-old cousin, Elizabeth, had been discussing party plans at the restaurant. They decided to this goes on, but... Uh, Laura had neither uh, says, uh, The officer Elizabeth said that they Neared the highway And a cop flashed his lights at them The officer uh, Claimed that uh, Laura Had been driving between lanes And asked to see her license and proof of insurance Laura had neither <laughs> She lived in the United States Undocumented For her whole life So she was driving without a license do you have your residence card? No, said glancing anxiously uh, at her cousin and her friend. So let's question them, too. Only Elizabeth had a visa, which uh, she fished out of her purse. Solis directed the others to get out of the car. I'm calling Border Patrol, he said. An unusual move at the time for a small cop, town cop in South Texas. Laura panicked. At five feet, two inches, and barely at 100 pounds, she looked younger than her age. She often wore uh, tube tops and short shorts and styled her hair in a girlish bob. This goes on and on. I, I don't give a damn what she looked like. The fact is, is that she was, uh, she was right. She had, she had, she was illegal. Yep. And she was driving. She was driving without a license. Okay. And uh, the guy picks her up. You know. Uh, Laura and her friends wait outside the roadside until a U.S. Border Patrol agent named Romero Garza. Uh, arrived and ordered the three of them into his vehicle. Uh, pleaded with Garza, he drove away to a nearby processing center where Laura's friends were under her pressure. Um, signed paper, worked for a voluntary return. Three hours later, after holding off until dawn for safety reasons, Garza later explained, since there were females involved, he drove them to the um, International Bridge, Hildargo, which crosses the Rio Grande and leads to uh, Reznosa, a city so violent that the U.S. State Department forbids its employees ever venturing out after midnight there. He drops those girls off. Imagine that. As the sun rose, Laura stepped into the bridge and into a much larger story, one, of the, one that has launched a major legal battle over U.S. government's duty to protect prospective deportees who plead for their lives. The lawsuit and others like it have implications for the treatment of hundreds of thousands of immigrants who have found refuge in the United States and for whom deportation can be tantamount to death. Some, like Laura, are survivors of domestic violence seeking safety in the U.S. Others, like Elizabeth, are dreamers and undocumented youth who have granted relief for deportation under Barack Obama, only to have their status imperiled by his successor. Still, others are asylum seekers from Central America, uh, Syria, Afghanistan, Somalia, and elsewhere, who have fled gangs, climate crises, and armed conflicts, and then 
uh, been misinformed or turned away by U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers, some of whom have emboldened uh, under President Trump. In the final moments, uh, before Laura crossed the bridge, she turned to Garza and said, when I am found dead, she told him, it will be at your conscience. Um, and this goes on, and I guess she, she did turn up dead, and uh, yeah, it was a sad story. But this stuff can happen, you know, it can happen. Mm-hmm. And it uh, happens all the time when they deport these poor kids, people. They're here for a reason, you know. This is interesting. This is about the food. This is from Natural News. Oh, really? Yeah. It says four reasons to avoid the flu shot. Yeah. It says uh, number one, they have no they have no controlled trials demonstrating a decrease in flu after vaccination. Interesting, huh? It has been proven to be the most dangerous vaccine of all, with 70% of the vaccine injury cases settled for the flu shot. Imagine that. Huh? Yep. No, it's the most dangerous shot in the world. I never knew that. The flu shot. Um, and it's uh, vaccine cases, injury cases settled for the flu shot. 70% of vaccine injury cases are settled for the for this flu shot. Wow. It, number three is it contains toxic um, adjuvants, um, including 51 p- parts per billion of mercury, which is 25,000 times the maximum level permitted in drinking water by the EPA. Wow. It has, and number four, it has adverse side effects such as um, Guillain-Barre syndrome, arthritis, chest pain, dizziness, seizures, brain swelling, and paralysis. Holy crap. That's from your flu from your flu shots, folks. You want that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Here's something, Lada. Now this is this is gonna affect this country. Uh European Union will only make trade deals with nations that ratify the climate agreement. Paris Climate Agreement. So, they're not going to make trade deals with the United States. I guess not. That's too bad. Uh, no, they're just going to wipe it or forget about it. They're not going to. And we could be excluded. That'd be interesting. The European Union will no longer make trade deals with the United States if Trump uh, follows through on withdrawing from the Paris Climate Agreement according to a French official whose comments were endorsed by the European Commission. Addressing the French Parliament on Thursday, French Foreign Minister um, Affairs, Foreign Affairs Minister Jean-Baptiste Lamont um, uh, drew a line in the sand. One of our main demands is that any country who signs a trade agreement with the EU should implement the Paris Agreement on the ground, said Lamont. No Paris Agreement, no trade agreement. The United States knows what to expect. And the EU Trade Commissioner uh, tweeted support of Lamont's comments. Yes, Paris deal reference needed in a EU, yes, Paris, yes, you right, Paris deal reference needed in a EU trade agreement today. Now that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So, 
A day later, a spokesman on the commission said which managed the EU's day-to-day business elaborated a Maelstrom stance while voicing uh, support for the comments as well. Hmm. So, you know, it's getting pretty much across the board here. Implications could be significant. Trump announced that the United States would withdraw from the agreement in June, a process that won't take effect until 2020. At the time of Trump's announcement... He'll be gone then. Yeah. Only two countries uh, had adopted not out uh, not to sign the agreement. Nicaragua argued that the deal did not go far enough in preventing global temperature rise, and Syria declined because it was in the midst of a civil war. And both countries have since indicated that they will sign the agreement, making the United States the only country to opt out. Yeah. One immediate victim of mandatory ratification status the Transatlantic Trade and Investment Partnership, or the TTIP, uh, an agreement still in negotiation between the United States and the EU. I thought we were done with that. I thought he pulled us out of that. TTIP, I thought so, too, yeah, but I, th- I don't think he can. TTIP is meant to promote trade and encourage economic growth between the two powers, but talks stalled in 2016 following Trump election. The White House has shown no interest in reviving them. Uh, should ratifying the Paris Agreement become an additional prerequisite, TTIP would likely be in jeopardy. And um, other countries would also be impacted by EU's decision. More than two dozen nations are actively interested in doing business with EU. Um, at least at present, 174 countries have ratified out of 197. So 174 countries have ratified the Paris Agreement. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yet to ratify Russia and Turkey haven't ratified, and other the United States. So, mm. so that's that, folks. We may not get any more European goodies. No, that's the Asian one. No, oh, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. No, not just that. The trade, any trade deals. Oh, it's any, any trade any, deals. Any okay. of them, yeah. He can't get out of the other ones. He's tried, but the Paris Agreement, he can't get out till 2020. Yeah. And he hasn't done any, has, hasn't said anything really much about the other. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's a blowhard. Yeah, he's a blowhard. Pentagon expects Afghan war to cost 45 billion dollars in 2018, 16 years after it starts. Poor people are at war for 16 years. We've destroyed anyway, their country. Yeah, yeah, we've destroyed their country. We're their still people. there. We're still, we're still Well, we're cultivating co- uh, heroin still. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Why else would we be there? It makes no sense. Yeah. makes absolutely no sense. I mean, $45 billion just this year alone coming up. It's amazing. What's uh, that? This was interesting. Whole Foods becomes Amazon Health Foods as employees, managers quit and cry on the job, and these people want to run your health care. Naked capitalism. Um, As we've said, Jeff Bezos clearly hates people. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> Except his appendages to bank accounts. 
All you need to do is observe how he treats his workers. In a scoop, Business Insider reports on how Amazon is creating massive turnover and pointless misery at Whole Food by imposing a reign of terror, terror, impossible and misguiding productivity targets. Anyone who has paid the slightest attention to Amazon will see its abuse of out uh, of out of whole. It will see its abuse of out of whole. I think of Whole Foods yeah. workers Whole as a Foods. confirmation of an established pattern. And even more telling, uh, despite uh, Whole Foods supposedly being a retail business that Bezos would understand the unrealistic Whole Food metric, uh, aren't making the shopping experience better. As we'll discuss below, we already expressed doubts that our, our, our relevant Bezos hyped Amazon model would be to Whole Foods, and proof is surfacing even faster than we expected. But first, Bezos' general pattern of employee mistreatment. It's bad enough that Bezos engages in the worst sort of class warfare and treats warehouse workers that worse than the ASPCA would allow livery drivers to use horses. Not only do horses at least get fed an adequate rash ration, while Amazon warehouse workers regularly earn less than a local living wage, but even after pressure to end li- literal sweatshop conditions, no air conditioning, so inside temperatures could hit 100 degrees. Oh my God. Amazon preferred to have ambulances that ready for the inevitable heat strokes rather than pay to cool the air. Amazon warehouse workers are, thanks to intensive monitoring, pressed to work at such a brutal pace that most can't handle it physically and quit by the six-month mark. For instance, from a 2017 Gizmodo story, um, Amazon treats its employees like shit. Amazon, like most tech companies, is skilled at getting stories about whatever bullshit it, it decides to feed the press. But Amazon would very much prefer to have reporters writing some drivel about a discount code that remind, reminding people that it's tens of thousands of engineers and warehouse workers are, are miserable. How do I know where they're miserable? Because, as testimony below demonstrates, they've told every writer who bothered to ask for years. Um, one guy in 214 says, I do not know one person who's happy at Amazon. Uh, uh, wrestling big ideas is a bruising work for, workplace. Uh, the life and death of an Amazon temp worker. Um, yeah. So, anyway, what's happened there is, is, is uh, it's a terrible, terrible workforce for them. Sounds like a horrible place to work. Oh, yeah. They grind them like slaves. Uh, let's see. Can you imagine they wouldn't even cool the place? They'd rather take you to the hospital. Yeah, they'd rather have an ambulance uh, standing by as cheaper. If anything is amiss, there are too much excess stock in stores. Departments lose points on their scorecards. The walks also uh, involve on-the-spot quizzes in which employees are asked to recite their department's sales goals, top selling items, previous week's sales, and other information. Failing scores, scores which qualify as anything below 
and result in firings, employees said. Employees who spoke with Business Insider said the walks, uh, this is uh, the, the walk around, they, they walk and ask employees different mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Uh, and it says employees who spoke with the Business Insider said the walks have instilled fear across every department of Whole Foods stores. I wake up in the middle of the night from nightmares about maps and inventory and when regional leadership is going to come in and see one thing wrong and fail the team. The supervisor at a West Coast Whole Foods said, the stress has created such a tense working environment, seeing someone cry at work is becoming normal. The fear of chastisement, punishment, and retribution is very real and persuasive uh, and pervasive, rather, said another worker. What good is it to have perfect knowledge of where items live as opposed to the actual aisle three on the left toward the rear if you are too frantic to stop and answer customer questions this is the silicone version of the classic management joke of the bus operator who is so obsessed with keeping his schedule that he can't take the time to stop and pick up the passengers of course Amazon Flax tried Flax tried of course Amazon Flax tried making the patently absurd claims that the employees were enthusiastic among the things that it purported Alicia allowed them to spend more time with customers. <laughs> oh, my most recent time card, I clocked over 10 hours of overtime sitting at a desk doing OTS work. A supervisor uh, at a West Coast Whole Foods cell said, rather than focusing on guest service, I've had team members cleaning facial care testers and facing the shelves so that everything looks perfect and untouched at all times. Some employees have recent labor cuts have made it difficult to keep up with demands. Uh, It's uh, running out of everything into the ground, and they absolutely hate it. High-level employee of Midwest Whole Foods. An employee... Uh, of a North Carolina Whole Foods said no one really knows this business model and those who are doing the scorecards, even regional leadership, are not clear on practices and whatnot. The whole thing is, is, a, is a nightmare for them and it's making people go crazy. Yeah. So anyway, I'll leave it at that. But I, I don't think you want to work for Amazon. Man. I, I don't know. I mean, they're offering all these millions of jobs, but if you're working like a, a slave, you know, in a labor camp, not too cool. Right. Here's here's a little uh, a video, um, in about a minute or so. But this is a veteran who's talking about a military parade that Trump wants, and he's he's really upset with this. And, uh, Let's get something straight about this military parade Donald Trump's out here talking about. It has nothing, and I mean nothing, to do with respecting and saluting our military and veterans. All this parade is about is Donald Trump forcing our military to very publicly salute him. And who would be surprised we're seeing actions like this from Donald Trump? This is, after all, the exact same person who just last week accused people who didn't clap for him of being traitors. This is Donald Trump writing a new chapter in his long novel of emulating the authoritarians that he so often keeps praise upon and fan dances for. People like Saddam Hussein, people like Rodrigo Duterte, and people like, you guessed it, Vladimir 
poop. Look, Donnie, I don't know what you're trying to compensate for, but a little parade ain't gonna fix it. You wanna respect veterans? You wanna honor our military? How about you stop your attacks on Gold Star families? How about you cease your campaign to destroy and privatize our VA? How about you set your phone down, log off Twitter, and quit trying to throw us all into a nuclear war? Be nice if that happen, right? Yeah, I thought I thought the guy was right on with that. <laughs> this was funny. This was really funny. Uh, the guy who the guy who wrote that memo, you know, the Republican memo. Yeah, I knew that. Was, uh, fine. The FBI didn't lie, but its font was too small. What? Yeah, that's what this guy said. The central and most damaging accusation in the memo published Friday by House Representatives is that the FBI failed to disclose the bias of one of the sources when it applied to wiretap Carter Page. Well, neither the initial application in October 2016 nor any of the renewals disclosed or referenced the role of the DNC, Clinton campaign, or any party uh, campaign in funding British agent Steele's efforts. Uh, but anyway... Uh, known as the uh, senior FBI officials charged the memo. That was hardly explosive or the kind of damning failure that would send people to prison or be worse than Watergate as Trump defenders charge. But it was something if it was but it was something if true. It's not true. As the Ellen Nakashima reported, the application to wiretap page did disclose that one of the sources of intelligence to generate suspicion that Page might be acting illegally came from a political source. It was mentioned in a footnote in the FISA application. Nunes was asked asked about this on Fox from Friends. He did not deny the point. Instead, he insisted that it wasn't good enough because the disclosure was merely a footnote. A footnote saying something may be political is far cry from letting the American people know that Democrats and Hillary Clinton paid for the dirt, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, uh, he had noticed how the FBI lied about the Steele dossier, uh, he said, and had been scaled back, too. The FBI did not highlight the truth about the Steele dossier in the part of the application he bothered to read. So now the main attack on the FBI is about font size. No doubt all the subsequent memos Nunes is promising to release will have additional bombshells. So the footnote was there, you know, document, oh, it was too small to look at. What an idiot. It's a tempest in a teapot, apparently. Yeah, well, we knew it was. We knew it was. I knew it was bogus, and I knew it. I read it. I read, the, I read this stuff. What, what the hell? This isn't, this isn't going to hurt anyone. This was terrible. This was so terrible. Healthy triplets all go autistic? Yeah. As soon as, the, uh, as soon as they got vaccinated, they all went into autism. Talk about what happened. Every day in our life was a party. Every single day they were holding hands, smiling, Brought them in at nine months and four days. We were doing one vaccine at a time on June 25th. 
teachers, nurses, traveling salespeople, and even those who just pay someone to prepare their income tax returns. So the rich can get bigger tax breaks, of course. This means that the nearly one in five taxpayers who avail themselves of those miscellaneous deductions when filing their 2015 tax returns or 2016 or 17 will get no such breaks starting in 2018. Now, because of Senate budget rules, the tax bill had to add no more than $1.5 trillion to the federal debt over the next 10 years. The tax cuts for those at the top cost more than that. So Trump and his allies on Capitol Hill had to take away tax breaks from middle-class Americans to offset the tax rate cuts for the very rich. What Congress left intact are the rules that let Trump write off his Boeing 757 jet, which, no doubt, he'll resume flying once he is out of office. Similarly untouched are the bar tabs of corporate sales agents or the cost of executive retreats at resorts like Trump golf courses. It gets sick, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really does. It's so unfair. It, it just is. Well, doesn't get much better. This is an interesting thing. Uh, Trump plans to publish a weekly listing of immigrants who've committed crimes. Hitler also published a listing of crimes supposedly committed by the Jews. If you can't see the similarities, think about this. Hitler commented on his supporters' silence as well. And I, I, you know, the more and the more you look at it, it there's so much more to, um, he he is carbon copying the fascist Hitler uh, model. The model, okay? Mm-hmm. Everything he's doing, calling, you know, remember that other one we saw? The, the guy said, you know, calling fake news, attacking mm-hmm. the media, attacking, you know, uh, the government you know, attacking the FBI and the, the government systems. Um, it's all part and parcel of his game of undermining chaos, um, you know, causing all kinds of problems. And, uh, you know, that's the Trump way. You know, and he's got too many buffoons that believe in him, you know, truly believe in him. And it's like uh, he, he's going to screw them. He's screwing them all now. Even all the cops and everybody else are going to wind up thinking, imagine how much it costs to, for the uniforms, even their own guns, and, mm. and, and, and union dues and everything else. Christ, the cops, cops alone are going to lose tens of thousands of dollars in, in, in benefits and in, uh, deductions. You know? They have to have those things. Well, then the taxpayer is going to pay for them. That's what's going to happen. Well, they're going to have to because, I mean... Now, how are they going to afford that? How are they going to, you know... Geez, you know <sighs> Because you, they, you, they, those guys were oh, he's my father. Everybody, everybody used to. My father was an immigration uh, uh, director, and he even, uh, I mean, they could always deduct their stuff. I mean, their, their uniforms. They had to buy uniforms. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, and uh, guns and everything else. That those weren't issues. Those were um, things that they had to get. But I mean, they could always deduct that stuff. And, uh, and it was a sizable deductions, you know. But now you can't. So, but anyway, that's that's it, folks. To, tonight, I want to thank everybody who joined us. And uh, and 
and all those that are coming to join us and podcast and so on in the next few days. Uh, we uh, thank you for joining us. And, and have a great night, folks. And yeah. I hope where you are, it's dry and sunny. Hell yeah. So good night, everybody. Good night, folks.